Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to our weekly Soccer Pub edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday, March 30th. Thank you to everyone watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, Phil McNulty, chief football writer for the BBC, will join us. He has his finger on the pulse of the Premier League, and he also just published what looks like a great read. Drew, I'm excited to talk to you, to share a screen with you. Like, anytime we get to share a screen, I feel like fireworks happen. And last week, we crashed cashed some, some massive bets uh, on international break. How you doing, man? Great. Viva la France. Yeah. High five to, to Brad for that call. Uh, talk about a sweat-free winner. My goodness gracious. What a good look, man. Um, the international break was pretty uneventful. I didn't really see anything that like really shocked the world, you know, other than, you know, the, um, uh, the, the European like qualification, like the fact that that is such entertaining television, like just tells you how good a shape the sport of soccer is in right now. Like, uh, you know, the fact that you could sit down and watch Euro qualifications is just, it's just awesome. So, uh, well, well, um, you know, well-timed break. Excited for uh, the resumption of play here. And uh, boy, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, today we're going to we're gonna dive into the Premier League. Uh, we're in the home stretch. So to help us do so, we're going to welcome in Phil McNulty to the pub. Hi, Phil, guys. Phil, How you doing? Phil, thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. So we talked about it. International break is over. It always feels kind of random to me, right? Like <laughs> we, we're just chugging along through the season and then bam, international break. Even more so this year because we had the World Cup. So now let's talk about big picture of the Premier League, right? Do you think there are any teams that can creep up into the top four or any teams that might be in danger of falling out of that top four placement? I think at the moment I have a little fancy that Liverpool might just go north, as you said to me, about uh into the top four. They've got Luis Diaz back today in full training. He may play some part against Manchester City on Saturday. But that's going to be a really intense fight for the top four because Tottenham are involved as well, a club in crisis, even though they're fourth. Manchester United, Newcastle and Liverpool. But Liverpool have got a clear run at it now. They're out of the Champions League. They're getting one or two players back. And I can just see Liverpool pushing really hard for that top four place now. 
Nope. We are in strong agreement. I think we brought that up in the last couple of weeks. I've added my, to my position, um, that, you know, the price just was never fair, right? Like it was always the, the ceiling for Liverpool in terms of what they can accomplish is always so much higher than the price. Although I do wonder if it's worth betting it now more or waiting until after this Manchester city result, because that's pretty, uh, you know, a pretty fantastic game. Uh, and I guess let's get your opinion on that. Uh, Man city comes in as a huge favorite. We're looking at minus minus one seventy five right now. Uh, versus Liverpool at uh, four to one, the draw right now plus in the three way market is plus three ten. Um, do you have a sense of what to expect in this game in terms of just is it going to be business as usual for these two teams because they are so professional, or could there be a little bit of a slow start here considering that uh, there's been such a long layoff and we've thrown a little bit of cold water on these guys? Well, it's twelve thirty on Saturday, and funny enough, lots of those games always tend to start quite slowly in England for some reason. Maybe it's that kickoff time that we talked about. But whenever Manchester City play Liverpool, whether it's at Anfield or at the Etihad, these games are always of the highest class. And Liverpool always tend to play quite well there. There was one game when they lost 5-0, but that was because Mane was sent off very early and the whole thing fell apart on them. But uh, Manchester City at the moment, we know what they can do. But Liverpool have got real talent in that side. And those two clubs have gone head-to-head -head with each other over so many years now. And I can see Liverpool rising to the occasion on Saturday. I think Manchester City are favourites. But if Liverpool went there and did something, that wouldn't surprise me either. A uh, quick question for you on this game. So let's say Liverpool come out empty. Do you think they still have a chance to finish top four? Or this game is really important to pick up at least a point? Well, I think if you ask me in about 10 days' time, we will know the answer to that because <laughs> Liverpool have got a, got a huge week coming up. They've got, they've got three massive fixtures. They go to Manchester City on Saturday. They then go to Chelsea yeah. on Tuesday. And then the following weekend at home, They've got Arsenal, and of course, we all know what the stakes are for Arsenal. So Liverpool now, I think, are reaching an absolutely pivotal week in their season. I think if they can come out of this with, say, four points, maybe even better than that, I think that will really set them up to go forward. But I think we will know a lot more about their chances at the end of these next three games, because I do okay. think this is now the most crucial period of their season. Key final question about Liverpool, then. Uh, have they solved their defensive woes, given what you've seen in the last handful of matches? The results would say yes, but it could also just be the level of competition they were playing. I think they've had problems in midfield that has led to defensive problems as well. I don't think there's any doubt Van Dijk is not the player he has been this season. And also Trent Alexander-Arnold is having dreadful struggles at right back. Um, so I wouldn't say they have solved their, their defensive woes yet. I'd like to see more evidence of that. And let's just let's just say they will be put to the test on Saturday if Erling Haaland is fit. If you've got any woes, he's liable to make them worse for you. Absolutely. Well, we have another top six match. Newcastle versus Manchester United. Newcastle is actually the favorite at plus 135 on the three-way money line. Uh, United is plus 190. The draw set at plus 240. This match is interesting to me because all season I've talked about how Newcastle have struggled to score. Now Alexander Isak seems to be fully fit, and he is playing absolute brilliant football. Do you think Newcastle has what it done to get all three points out of this match? I think they do. And if you've ever been to St. James's Park, that atmosphere will be absolutely fantastic uh, when they play Manchester United. They always give Manchester United a very warm reception when they turn up there. And I've been really impressed with Newcastle because I was at the EFL Cup final when Manchester United beat them. And there was a sense at that point that Newcastle were losing a bit of momentum the players were looking a bit tired and maybe they would fade away. But since then, they've had two really important wins. They beat Wolves at home. And then, of course, that big, big win at Nottingham Forest, yes. sealed by the player you've just mentioned, scoring from the penalty spot in about the 93rd minute. 
So I think Newcastle are right in the mix of the top four. And I've been impressed by the way they recovered from that Wembley defeat. And I can see them. They've certainly got big chances against United this time, definitely. Yeah, this is going to be a really good matchup. I, you know, on a matchup like this in general, I would look for the draw price, but at plus 240, not quite enough to get me interested or involved. So that one's going to be one to try to watch and find a live angle, I think. Um, but uh, just a tremendous match. I, uh, I have to uh, ask you a key question here um, about Man United. Mm. It feels like a million years ago, this team was dreadful. At the start of the season, we were making jokes. We were all having a good laugh. What is what you know? What can you attribute to have the way that they've turned this thing around? And uh, you know, do you think, as far as a, a rating goes, that they are truly one of the top three teams in in uh, EPL? I certainly think they'll finish in the top four. Whether that means they'll finish third, I don't know. But I think they're favourite to finish third. You're right. They made that terrible start to the season. They lost at home to Brighton, and then it was absolute carnage at Brentford, wasn't it? They were four goals down by half time. But I think Eric Ten Hag's management was superb after that. He brought the players in on a Sunday and he told them that Brentford had run 13.4 kilometres more than them in the game. So he told the players they were going on a 13.4 kilometre run. And not only that, Ten Hag joined them. And it almost like it was a mental message he was sending to the players. Look, we're all in this together. You know, I'm here. I want to make you better. And the next game, they played Liverpool at home. Liverpool had handed out some right spankings to them over the years. And, of course, it won a couple, <laughs> couple of weeks ago. And they beat Liverpool. And it just got Manchester United season going. Rashford, yeah. who last season, you mentioned how bad United looked last season. There were people questioning whether Rashford would even be staying at Manchester United yeah. last season. Now, yeah. you know, they, they'd want him in, in, in the golden handcuffs, wouldn't they? They have a big contract if he would sign it. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they re I mean, they're not quite there yet. I mean, we saw what happened when they played Liverpool the other week and lost 7-0 in one of the strangest games I've ever seen because it was actually very tight, a very tight game for 41 minutes and then ended as the most historic defeat in, in the fixtures history. But Manchester United are certainly on the right track and I think they've got the right manager. I think that's the big difference. I think they've got a manager who is in charge. He's shown he is the boss by what he did with Ronaldo and also by punishing Rashford when he was late for a team meeting. You know, he has stamped his authority on the club and the team. And I do think they're not there yet by any means, but I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, Tenag seems like the guy for the club. So you know quite a bit about Manchester United and Liverpool, so much so that you wrote a book about the rivalry. Can you tell us a little bit more and what is your favorite memory on the Red on Red rivalry? Yeah, sure. The book is called Red on Red and it's 10 matches detailing the rivalry between the clubs, but there's also lots of politics and culture and fashion and even music in it. It's a bit more than just the football. Uh, so we try to get to the heart of the rivalry. I suppose if you ask me for my my funniest memory of the rivalry. It was when I was working the local paper in Liverpool in 1988, I think it was, and there was a very tempestuous 3-3 draw. And Alex Ferguson was in the corridor where we were allowed to stand, absolutely criticising Liverpool, the crowd, the referee, everything. The next thing, Kenny Dalglish, the Liverpool manager, arrived, holding his six-week-old daughter in his arms and interrupted the interview with the words, you'd better speak to her, you'll get more sense out of her than you will out of him. So that was quite an interesting little incident backstage. And yet we spoke to other people who said, yeah, that all happened. Then a few minutes later, they were all having a drink together. But it was very funny to see Kenny and his six-year-old, a six-week-old daughter erasing the great Sir Alex in the corridors at Anfield. I love it. Well, talking about history, this really kind of uh, brings up some other questions, some other thoughts. I, I know you, you know, famously publish a list of top 10 matches that you got to be 
witness to. Uh, this is now a few years uh, in the past. Yeah. Have you? Is there an update to this list? Anything in recent years really stand out to you that qualifies as top ten in your mind? Absolutely. Uh, my criteria was I had to be at the game. I had to be sure, physically yeah. there covering the game. So straight in, maybe at number two behind uh, Brazil one, Germany seven would be the World Cup final in Qatar in December. Um, that amazing game between between Argentina and France, which for 80 minutes was relatively routine. The Argentina winning 2-0. And then the whole thing just exploded into life with Mbappe scoring a couple of goals. And then extra time was utter chaos. Chances at both ends. Yeah. Then the drama of a penalty shootout. And of course, the narrative that went with it was Messi, redemption for Messi to finally win the World Cup, the, the trophy that had escaped him and he'd lost in the final in 2014. And of course, the heir to the crown, if you like, Mbappe, a man who scores a hat-trick in a World Cup final and still ends up on the losing side. So many, so many strands to that story. So I would say if I was putting the, putting my charts together, that would probably come in at number two now, behind Brazil 1, Germany 7, which I think I'll be very fortunate to see anything ever more dramatic and emotionally charged than that one, because it was obviously in Brazil and the home fans were all there. But yet, certainly, if you ask me for one game, that's straight in. What a great game to be at while I was sitting on a bus in Mexico watching on my phone with spotty <laughs> internet connection. Oh, no. It was lagging. Man, I could only imagine what it was like to be at that game. Honestly, that it was, it was, it, it, there was an atmosphere yeah. of almost hysteria. And if, if you remember the game itself, it went into extra time. And mm, Mbappe yep. equalized late on, like with two or three minutes to go to make it 3-3. And in the last couple of minutes, there were four chances, two at yeah. one end, two at yeah. the other. It was utter utter chaos trying to think of how you were going to write it and then of course the penalties came along and we had the story that i think lots of people in qatar wanted which was an argentina a world cup win because when we arrived in qatar the one shirt we saw all around in doha and else it was was argentina you didn't see any brazil or anyone they, they somehow latched onto argentina as their team so it was a popular victory in qatar and of course messi's millions of admirers of around, around the world were very happy with it as well yeah, seeing Messi lift the World Cup trophy was the uh, the best sports moment of 2022, and I don't really think there's a close second. Uh, it was uh, it was just as you said, redemptive, it, emotional, like uh, especially on the heels of how frenetic the ending of that game was. Yeah. Uh, it was just quite awesome. So that one will go down forever memory for me too. So uh, very cool story. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's touch on the final match. Uh, Everton versus Tottenham. Everton plus 240 on the three-way money line. Tottenham coming in at plus 115. Draw at plus 240. We know Antonio Conte is gone. Do you think that Tottenham get the new manager boost and, and can do what it takes to get all three points at Goodison Park? Or are they in trouble? Well, I think the way they've gone about their business recently, I, I think they're in trouble. I was at the AC Milan game when they were so poor, oh, yeah. when they went out to the Champions League. They, you know, they were chasing a deficit and it looked like nobody had told them that they were losing 1-0 on aggregate. They just, they just carried on playing for a draw almost. I think in the end, Conte was going in the summer and what he said after the Southampton game brought things forward. Ryan Mason is in, back in charge now with Conte's old assistants. Um, and... It remains to be seen, really. I, I have my doubts whether Tottenham will finish in the top four now because they've just looked devoid of any real inspiration for so long this season. And I think Liverpool might come on strong. I think Newcastle, you know, are, are in there fighting, as we know. But there's certainly a goal for Tottenham to fight for. They are fourth. It's not all bad news. But uh, there's that atmosphere of instability and chaos around the club at the moment. And I'm not sure that ever does anyone any good. And it's a tough ground to go to. Good. So Everton have improved at home under Sean Dyche. So that will be a tough assignment for them. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Phil. Where can people find you on social media and what projects are you working on right now? 
what projects I'm working on while I'm doing my day job, which is the chief uh, football writer for the BBC. So I'll be at lots of matches coming up. I'm at Manchester City, Liverpool on Saturday. Then I'm at Chelsea, Liverpool on Tuesday. And just by coincidence, I'm at Liverpool again on the following Sunday. But that's more of an Arsenal story, possibly. Uh, and I'm at Phil McNulty on Twitter. So you can find me there. And uh, hopefully there might be some decent uh, information or updates or whatever on, on the Premier League and International and Champions League. Because I do all of that as well. So keep myself nice and busy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Phil. And best of luck this week. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Chance. Teets and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Well, Drew, it is opening day, new MLB season, new rules, new stars. So pair it with the Roto World 
baseball draft guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com forward slash draft guide and use pennant 25 to save 25% at checkout. Drew, I am excited for this part because you know I'm a total degen. All I think about, all <laughs> I dream about is betting on sports. So I got to hear, what's your favorite bet of match week 29? Okay, bear with me, Brad. <laughs> We're going with an under two and a half in the best game of the weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take under two and a half in Man City, Liverpool. Um, Phil kind of alluded to some of the angle here, the long layoff. The early start, all of this really tends to throw a lot of cold water on offense, particularly uh, the early portions of a match. Uh, I think that uh, on top of that, the fact that you have no Foden available here for Man City is a little bit of an offensive uh, you know, pop. Uh, and that Erling Haaland is not 100%. Yeah. Haaland uh, is uh, dealing with, of course, a groin injury and is questionable. Um, I think all of this puts uh, Man City in a little bit of a tough spot where they have to make this a defensive battle. Um, and, you know, I don't know that Liverpool ultimately gets a win or even gets a point in this one. Um, but my most likely outcomes for this game are a 2-0 win for Man City, a 1-1 tie and a 1-0 win for Man City. Those are sort of the three, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, modal outcomes that really pop here. Guess what all three of those have in common, Brad? They They're all have all under, under two and a half goals. So <laughs> I I'm love it. take under two and a half at plus 130. Uh, and while I will certainly be tuning in and hoping for an entertaining match, I hope it is of the defensive quality that we are talking about after it is a wrap. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they push Erling Holland to the limit. Uh, they go to they play Southampton and then they have the Champions League match, the most important match of their season against Bayern Munich. So with a groin injury, any kind of muscular injury, you don't want to to tempt fate. You don't want to push it too much because you need him for that home stretch of the Champions League. We agree. What's your look? <laughs> All right. So, Drew, I'm ready. I'm like totally <laughs> ready for this bet to backfire for all of the, the the internet haters to come out and tell me I'm terrible at what I do, but there's just too much value to pass up on this. And this is Nottingham Forest versus Wolves. I'm taking Nottingham Forest draw no bet Ooh, plus 100. Buddy. I gave this out on Vizen at plus what 110 uh, okay. last night, so it's dropped 10 cents. It's like which is a massive drop. But we have to be you know pretty serious about this Nottingham Forest team playing at City Ground. The city ground is one of the hardest places to play this season. And what we've seen from Forrest throughout the season, as the season progressed, they've mm -hmm. gotten better. They've improved. They have a lot of guys who are questionable, but I think in the long run, they're going to end up playing guys like Emmanuel Dennis, who had that absolute pure class in their last match. Um, they might get a Wony back. He's questionable. Brennan mm -hmm. Johnson, Morgan Gibbs White, they have so much offensive firepower. And what's great about this team at the city ground is only one time this season they failed to hit the back of the net. And Wolves, let's talk about Wolves for a second. Wolves have conceded six goals in their last two <laughs> matches. Normally you would think about this as a get-right spot for Wolves, but you'd yeah. want the roles to be reversed. You'd want Wolves at home and Forest on the road, but it's not. They're playing at the city ground. So I'm taking the value here. That's draw no bet or plus 100. For those who don't know what that means, if the game results in a draw, you get your money back. But if Forrest wins, you win your money. And if Wolves win, you get to bury your head in a pillow and scream and say, why did I follow that, Brad? But I absolutely love this bet as my favorite bet of the week. Let's go tricky trees. Yeah, uh, I, I like this. And I guess I just can you give me your opinion on this real quick? Uh, the number of injuries across the Premier League is kind of astonishing. 
Um, and the fatigue of having to do all of the international play during the break and just the length of the season uh, and the cold water, uh, you know, kind of taking all these guys out of their routines. Should I just be round robining first half unders <laughs> this yeah, week? You, like they're all going to hit, aren't they? You should probably take all first half unders and all draw no bets at plus money. I generally don't have more than maybe one or two bets after international break, especially this year because they also had the World Cup international break, which is way more soccer than these guys would play on just your standard qualification international break. Surely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that feels like a fun angle. We'll te- we'll check in next week and let you know how it goes for me. If I'm bankrupt or if I uh, uh, if I'm checking in from my yacht, you'll know what happens. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you send me a selfie from that yacht, Drew. <laughs> As always, this was fun, guys. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wagers. Thanks to those of you who are watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. For Drew Densick, I'm Brad Thomas. I wish you the best of luck. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.